Over the past months and years, we've been talking about how we can build more room for God in every part of our lives, whether it's in our family or in our neighborhood or at our place of work. Just recently, I had a chance to talk with Sonia about how she's been sharing God with those in her accounting business. I opened the accounting practice immediately after I graduated from accounting. And I find that God is using this um, accounting office to do an amazing work to bring people to himself. This happens by me just starting to pray for people. What I do, instead of talking to people about just accounting, their, their accounting needs, I just spend about 15 minutes um, just talking to them, just to get to know them a little bit and just to, to know where they're at. And I find that the conversations usually go in a way where people will open up and it's amazing, so many people have got saved just by me doing that because the Holy Spirit is, is using that and he's just working in an amazing way. Um, during COVID, I allow my clients to, to come to the office but not to come inside the building. So what I told them to do is that they should just pull up to the side of the building and they can drop off their documents they, they don't need to leave their car, just, they don't need to leave their vehicle, just hand it to me. But there was this one client that actually came up, came, pulled up to the side of the building. He got out of his car. And the reason why he did that is because he had a story that he wanted to share with me. And he began to tell me about this illness that he came down with and how it almost took his life and he thought he was gonna die. You know, I just opened the conversation right there and I told him, about Jesus and I said to him you know if you were to die do you know where do you know where you would go and he says haven't got a clue so I explained to him where he could go and I talked to him about Jesus I told him about the amazing love of Jesus you know um, that Jesus wants him to spend eternity with him and so based on that he accepted Christ and then the following week he came back to pick up the work that I did for him and his wife was in the car with him and I also talked to her about Jesus and she also accepted Christ. Oh, that's fantastic. Very happy to be included in, in, in his work, in what he's doing. And you know, we may say that the accounting office is not the right place, but if he says that it is, then it's okay because I'm all in with him. I have to be available for that. And that extra 15 minutes that I spend talking to clients, it's, it's good because he's using it for his purpose. What do you feel God is teaching you through your accounting ministry? Is that we have to align our will with his will, whatever he's doing. Follow his leading, follow his guide, follow his prompting. Be available to God, make room for him um, so that he can do his work. And you know, his work is just so amazing. He loves people. The truth is we're all called to build more room for God in our lives. I wonder what ways can you do that this week? Feel free to clap, it's in ya. What an awesome story. Well, good morning church. Welcome to this year's Global Ministries weekend. I'm very grateful that we can be in this place together. At Center Street Church, we love to make an impact around the world. And if you're new here, or perhaps you just don't remember, 
We partner with almost 50 global workers around the world, uh, with about 50 agencies all over the world as well. And over the years, uh, we as a church have partnered with hundreds of other churches, nationally, internationally, to the ends of the earth, because we want people everywhere to know the name of Jesus. We want our reach to touch them. Well, our desire to reach the world has only deepened during this COVID time, but uh, perhaps our strategies have had to change. In fact, many of them have had to change because of uh, travel. We can't travel. Uh, communications has changed globally. And, but God has given us uh, wonderful, trustworthy partners so that the work of the gospel has not ceased at all during this time. But we've just had to rethink the way it takes place. Today, we want to engage you in this global mission. Today, we want to send the greatest force that we've ever seen. Today, we pray that God will help you to get a clear vision of how you can be part of our global mission. For some of you, you might remember Pastor Henry's message this past November, where he spoke about Matthew 25. Uh, in this story, Jesus tells us about the, the parable of the gold bags, or uh, otherwise known as the parable of the talents. In the story, Jesus teaches us about a rich man who gave treasure to his trusted employees. And then we see what happens. We see that a few of them invest the treasure, and one buries it because he's afraid. Well, the story ends up suggesting that to simply bury the treasure that they've been entrusted with was in fact lazy, and perhaps even evil. Well, do you remember the questions we ask here at Center Street? We ask them again and again. What is God saying to you, and what are you going to do about it? Well, through Pastor Henry's sermon, it's clear that God is saying to us that he has entrusted treasures to us that we must invest into his kingdom or be considered lazy and potentially be found doing evil. So, it is simply not an option for us, any of us, to hear what God is saying and to not do anything about it. So today we want to take a look at that next step. Knowing that God has told us that each of us has a treasure, we must take a step to do something about it. So we're going to focus our attention on an awesome piece of scripture in Romans 10, verses 9 to 15. You can read along with me, and when we get to a red word, I'm asking that you just help me out. Say it along with me. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Well, for many of us, this passage uh, might be familiar. It's one that we take very seriously. We believe that when you declare that Jesus is Lord, when you confess that, that he is God, that God raised him from the dead, 
Well, we believe that you can find a relationship that lasts beyond this life. This is one of the main reasons we exist as a church. We exist to introduce people to Jesus. We want them to know him. Well, as we continue on through that scripture, it gives us insight into a crucial part that perhaps churches everywhere have focused on less than we could. So let's read it again from verse 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are, what? Sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Well, traditionally churches have, uh, around the world, have acted similar. We've partnered with each other. We've partnered with our congregations, with our people, to provide opportunities for our neighbors to hear the name of Jesus. Churches around the world have held events where you can bring your friends to hear about the Lord and have opportunity to receive them. Well, clearly this has not happened that much in this past year due to all these restrictions. While I'm incredibly grateful that we can do these kinds of events, we must protect ourselves from leaving our kingdom responsibilities to others. We must be careful that we don't ask our leaders to disciple our neighbors. For that's God's plan for us. He has placed us strategically with people in mind that we might be able to introduce them to Jesus and then help them to become fully devoted followers of him in our neighborhoods, at work, in our schools. Remember what Paul said in in the book of Romans here, but how will they hear unless they are sent? How will our neighbors hear about Jesus? How will our colleagues hear and see the gospel of Christ if the people of the church are not sent? Well, today, folks, is that day. Perhaps one of the great things that we have learned this past year in the world of missions is that all of the training in the world can't help you if you don't want to love the person in front of you. Today's the day we want to send you beyond these doors and beyond the doors of your homes. In the last few weeks, I've had an opportunity to catch up with some of our own people who serve around the world. Some live close by, and others are far away. But one thing remains clear, that they are simply living their faith, exactly who they are and where they are, as God has created them to be. And they're seeing fruit because of it. And I trust this will encourage us. Remember, God has created you who you are. He's placed you where you are. He's given you a treasure. And now he expects you to live out the gospel so that people can see it and hear it. Today I want to go through five quick points, but don't worry, they're really fantastic. (laughs) They're exciting. And by the end of our time, we're going to offer you a free downloadable personal mission form so that you can prepare yourself to invest that which God has given you to those that he has placed you around. So our first point today is this. Ministry is not for specialists. It's for you. You see, too many times we can be intimidated by what ministering could look like. We can start to feel like we're not good enough to do the work. Well, folks, that's a big lie. 
And I don't want you to believe it. In fact, I want you to feel the opposite. Scripture is clear throughout the entire word that God has strategically created you the way he is to share the gospel with those around you. Just as you are. And he wants you to find peace with how he created you. God's lovingly crafted you to be exactly who you are. And what's even better is he will never ask you to do something that he did not create you to be. Now that's wonderful. That can give us rest. You see, the world constantly asks us to be different than who we are. They tell us that who we are is not good enough. And yet Jesus died for us exactly how we are. It's who we are that gives him pleasure, not simply who we can be. So right now, you are exactly enough, the way God wants you to be. And then he helps us to become more of who we need to be by removing all those other things that keep getting in our way. So in order for us to take a step forward in this investment of what God has given us, we must first ask ourselves and ask the Lord, well, who am I? On a personal note, I've, I've spent about the last 15 years exploring that question in the context of ministry. I started by asking a dangerous prayer of the Lord, and I'm going to share it with you. Now, I hope that you don't have to go through the entire journey I went through if you pray this prayer. But if you do, I guarantee God will be with you the whole time, as he was with me. The prayer was simple, and it changed my life. I simply prayed, God, would you help me to see people the way you see them? Well, I knew right away his answer was yes, and that first, he needed me to see myself the way he saw me. Now, I knew that was going to be hard. I didn't really want to take much of a look at myself. But he was with me, and he'll be with you. And when you finally see who God has created you to be, you won't want to be anybody else. It's the best thing ever. It frees us. Well, I was able to catch up with Ryan. Now, he's one of our global workers, and you might remind him, remember him from last year's Art in Mission uh, Global Ministries Weekend. He's so inspiring, and he's one of our own people that's serving the community uh, of the arts with the gospel. When I asked him about today's topic, about being sent, his words inspired me, and I trust will inspire you. So let's hear what Ryan has to say. And I think we miss that a lot of times in the church. It's like, okay, well, um, the speakers are the professionals, and, you know, these people do that, and these people do that. And I, I come, and I give of my attendance, and I give of my money, and, and I'm, I'm done. And, and God's got so much more. For the individual uh, church attendee, attender, um, I mean, he's even in this COVID time right now, there's so many restrictions on the church. And, and a lot of people say, well, this, the church is restricted and locked down. We haven't been restricted. We've been released. You know, we might not be allowed in like we were before into the building, but God has sent us out. And so I'd encourage anybody to prepare for every good work at the grocery store, right? Standing in line with somebody, seeing, uh, you know, the checkout person, just a little frazzled today, you know, just tell them that you pray for them, right? Just simple little things, uh, encountering people on the street or coworkers or family members. Um, we can all shine a light into that. There's, there's millions of good works that, 
that we can still do. We've been released to do that. Uh, isn't that amazing? How often have we felt restricted? And yet, while things have changed, we've been released. Praise God. Folks, God has made you who you are for a reason. And now he's released you into a world that desperately needs the hope that you have experienced. So secondly, today, we want to understand that the mission field is where you already are. God has made you exactly who you are, and that's phenomenal, but it's not enough. God's also placed you exactly where you are. Now, you might think that you're in control of that decision. You might think you chose where to live, but somehow God was in control of it. He always is. Earlier on in our service, we heard the very inspiring story uh, from Sonia, who understood who God created her to be and took advantage of exactly where God placed her. That story inspires me so greatly. She knew that her work was not only for the people, but for the Lord. She knew that the way she served could actually be the way to lead people to Jesus. Now, some of you might know Don, who attends our church. His story is quite similar. So let's see what God did in his life that has helped him to establish his mission field. We had decided to um, go on a family MTO trip um, down to El Salvador with, with, with the Center Street. And we went on that trip as a family, and we came back from that, and it was such an amazing experience. And we, my wife and I, we talked about it, and we said, what can we do here in Calgary that would be more connected to the people that are here. And, you know, in the industry that I'm in, in automotive, we started praying about it and it just felt like God was saying, start your own shop. So at the time I was working at a dealership and, and started looking into it. It took about two years and kind of praying, thinking about it. And God opened up those doors when he finally said, okay, now the time has come for me to branch out. And he provided a shop for me and it all came together so quickly, I could not believe it. But God is so good, and uh, he made it so evident that this is what I need to do. And taking that first step and say, Lord, you're willing to, uh, sorry, <laughs> you're willing to do through me to connect with people that in ways I never even dreamed of. And I, I had no idea when I walked into this and started this. I thought I was here to fix cars but it spread out more than that. It was also helping people and single moms and, and people in, you know, people who had really came to the end of the road. They're just like, who do I trust? And so that's why we started this and the way we want to move in that direction. And God's still using this ministry. I, I really love Don's story. He saw love in action and he just had to have it for himself. Well, folks, I, I know we don't all always love our jobs, but God has placed us there for a purpose. And perhaps like Don, he needs to relocate you. But until he chooses to do so, the place where you are holds the people that he wants you to love. God has placed you exactly where you are to live out the gospel for those around you. Thirdly, we need to understand that you have everything you need in what God has already given you. 
God has created you exactly the way he wants you to be. He's placed you exactly where you are. And he's given you everything that you need to share the gospel with those around you. Don't be misled. This doesn't mean it's always easy, but it does mean it's possible. Today we want to experience being sent as a church community, as the church that Jesus Christ died for. We need to know that God has already given us everything we need to do what he has asked us to do. That is what we learned from that story about the employer and the employee. God has given us a treasure to use for his kingdom. Now, I'm reminded of the story of Moses. Moses had everything it took to be a leader. But do you remember the one part of his story where he tried to tell God that he wasn't a good enough speaker to do the job? Now, I've heard a lot of sermons on this and even spoken a few. But one thing I've been learning lately about it is this. Moses telling God that he wasn't good enough did not mean that he was right. It just meant that it was going to be hard. In fact, every time we see Moses speak to Pharaoh or the people, he was actually pretty awesome. He just felt insecure. While God has made you perfect for the work he has planned for you to do, now we must get outside of ourselves and do what might be hard. I was able to catch up with Robin as well this past week, and uh, she's one of our global workers. She gives us a great picture of what it means to take what God has given you and use it for his glory. Now, it's not flashy, but each one of us can do it. As soon as I take my eyes off my own family and myself, obviously I'm still taking care of them, <laughs> but turn my eyes outward, um, and really pay attention to like the names that will pop into my head as I'm washing dishes or out for a walk or the people that I run into. And I'm really trying to um, let go of my comfort, um, let go of what's easy um, and try and be in the heart with people, uh, which is not uh, where I like to be. <laughs> uh, I would much rather be in the happy and fun place, but I have seen God do some beautiful things um, as I sit in the heart with a, a new widow, um, sorry, uh, or as I go for a walk with someone who's separating from their husband, um, that I've seen God just kind of sneak through those cracks, those cracks of um, they're being vulnerable and real right now with uh, COVID. And I think um, people are in a really hard spot. So I think just paying attention to the Holy Spirit's promptings, paying attention to the names that pop into my head, and pushing through my own comfort that it's hard for me to make a double dinner. <laughs> it's not easy financially. It's not easy uh, time-wise with a little toddler around my ankles. Um, but people need it right now. Um, people have always needed it, but it's very obvious right now. Um, people need that phone call uh, with your kids screaming in the background. They need that phone call um, every once in a while. So I'm just, I guess God has really put on my heart Um I got to get out of my comfort zone uh, and a whole new level um, that it's, uh, I got to, I have to sit in the heart with people and I have to, um, I have to figure it out. Uh, and what I've seen is as I sit in that heart, I've had more peace and joy and I've really experienced the real gospel, I think, is restoring that peace in our lives that we're all longing for. I love Robin's story. Now, did you catch what she said? 
It's when you live in the hard. It's in the hard times with others, just as you are. Folks, you are enough. Who you are is the treasure that God wants to invest in the lives of others so that his name will be glorified and others will come to him for faith and hope and love for eternity. When you invest everything that you are into the kingdom of God, when you get past what's uncomfortable and take the risk, God will move and bring people to himself. Let's take another look at that scripture we talked about today. How then can they call on the one who they've not believed in, and how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Well, I love about this verse is how practical Paul creates a way for us to look at how the gospel will impact us and others. He recognizes who people are and where God has placed them. He recognizes again and again in his other books that God has given every one of us gifts. And now he engages us in this fact, prepares to send us to the world. There's a quote that's traditionally attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. And it says this, Preach the gospel at all times. Use words when necessary. It reminds us that we must live out the gospel in our everyday lives and not only simply preach at people. So fourthly, we must live out the gospel for people to see it. I must admit, I've seen a lot of people in my life that say a lot of positive things about Jesus and then act like they've never met him. In fact, I once heard a statement that bothered me uh, deeply. This is what I heard. If the gospel has not affected those around you, it has not affected you. Well, I want us to consider that for a moment. I want us to, to, if we truly believe in Jesus, our life needs to look different. And in fact, so different that others can actually see it. Now, this is not to make us feel guilty at all, but to make us become incredibly intentional. I used to say it's easy for me to be a Christian as a pastor because I never knew who was watching me, so I had to be careful what I picked at Blockbuster. Well, another phrase that we've shared here before is, the world doesn't read the Bible, but it reads its Christians. We need to remember we're being watched, especially if you claim Christ as your king. Well, I also had a chance to catch up with a young family from Center Street Church that God has moved to South Asia. Here's what they say about living out their convictions where God has planted them. I work, um, I have a business here um, partnering with uh, local fishermen and we raise fish together. And so for me, it's a lot uh, just through my everyday work um, and for Jen, it's in our community. It's uh, being open to our neighbors, and um, maybe you could share a little bit about what that looks like for you. A neighbor and friend here, she said to me, um, talking to you is different because when I talk with you, you don't um, fan the flame of my indignation towards my uh, my fellow co-workers. You don't make me more upset about what I'm already upset about, but you you 
helped me talk through what's going on. And you, um, she said, you, you help actually calm me down and help me to come to a realization like of what is actually going on. And that, to me, that meant a lot because I care about what's going on underneath the surface of, in somebody's heart. I care about that. And I want to know uh, how somebody's really doing. And no matter where I've been in the world or what my you know, job or identity has been, that I've always had relationships like that. I've always wanted to go to that level with people. God's placed them on the other side of the world, not only giving him a business to work on with a visual explanation of his faith, uh, like many of you today, but she's been able to have opportunities to express her convictions and her faith with those around her. Now, did you catch what she said? Because I really loved it. She said that she doesn't fan the flame of the problems. The evidence of peace in her from Jesus affected those who watch her. Even without bringing up faith, her neighbors experienced the peace of God. Folks, the peace that you have goes with you even when you don't feel it. And that's amazing. When you live close to God, when you're intentional about living, uh, loving others that he's put in your way, in your, in, your, in your mission field, well, he will make his presence felt by others even when you don't feel it. Now, this frees us so much. We don't have to have evidence of God's presence before we go because... He will provide it. It's already there. Praise God. So finally for today, we must live out the gospel so that people can hear it. So I do love that earlier quote from, uh, attributed to St. Francis. Uh, Preach the gospel with, and use words if necessary. Well, folks, words are necessary. Jesus' name is essential. I can't tell you how many ministries, organizations, movements that have been founded on Jesus' name that when they stopped using Jesus' name for their contextual environment or whatever reason, while they lost their ministry focus. Friends, you can't assume Jesus' name. Yes, we need to sometimes be seen and not heard. Too many times uh, things Christians say don't line up with the way they act. But if that's the only truth, then no one will ever hear the name of Jesus. I want you to catch this. If we do all of the good in the world for Jesus and never bring up his name, people will only worship us. Let that not be our future. May we never be found building an altar for our own efforts. Well, finally, I got to meet up with Bruce, one of our own, who's been called to the other side of the world. And in fact, when God first placed him, he placed him in Siberia. And I think there's a joke in there somewhere. But God's been doing amazing things through Bruce. And Bruce not only lives out the gospel for people to see, but he speaks it out through his words and through his servant heart. So let's catch up with Bruce now. 
I'm not an artist. I just know how to draw. But God gave me an awful lot of creativity. And there's another thing. I have a friend who does woodwork. Well, I saw his woodwork and I says, well, I can, I can create drawings that he can carve in wood. And those drawings are like drawing coloring books. So I can also take those same pictures and turn them into a coloring book or at least a coloring page for church. So I'm working on that. Uh, the concept is trying to get a lot of the Bible stories into picture forms that, well, they're just now translating the Buryat Bible. It's about to be published soon. Wow. But maybe some of these pictures can go into the Bible or people can take the Bible stories and simplify them so children can read them and put them on the back of pictures and hand them out in villages. I don't know what the future holds, but just making very simple pictures and doing it with Buryat people. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Did you catch what Bruce said? He took what he had and he invested into the lives of those around him. He gave them what he had and now what he has is going into a new translation of the Bible. It's going to be shared with people who have never heard the name of Jesus before. What do you have, your treasure, is enough to bring hope to others so that they might hear Jesus' name and potentially for the first time? A quick note about Jesus' name. For many of us growing up in Canada, as I did, we've heard Jesus' name our whole life, either in church or, unfortunately, as a swear. However, with growing immigration into Canada, I'm consistently blown away by how many people who, who didn't grow up like myself who still have not heard the name of Jesus Simply put, they still have not even heard what his name sounds like. If we only live out the gospel to be seen, they will never hear his name. We must speak the name of Jesus. Well, folks, as we wrap up this time that we have together today, we want to do something special with you. If you remember our earlier scripture from Paul, he was very strategic when he told us how will the world know the name of Jesus and become believers of him if we, the people, are not sent? So today is that day. So to prepare us for this commissioning, I want to share one more clip from Ryan. Something he said inspired me I'll never forget. And I just have to share it with you as we prepare to go into this world. Another thing that God has shown me is that I think lots of times we see, we see our lives like a pie, right? We've got all these slices of pie. We, we've, got, we've got our relationships. We've got our work life. We've got our recreation life. We've got our church life, our Jesus slice. And we've got all these different areas of our lives. They're all sliced off. And, and it seems that, you know, if one area gets bigger than the rest, then we have a problem. If work's too big, you're a workaholic. If your Jesus slice is too big, well, then you're fanatical. Um, and, and we've segregated God to Sunday mornings or to the professionals, which it isn't. And we should, we should actually look at the pie of our life and realize that Jesus is the filling. 
right? He's in every slice. He's in your work life. He's in your family life. He's in your recreation. Every time you cut a slice, he's in the middle of that. And so when we go out, when we step out of the house, when we go into our workplace, when we're online on Facebook or scrolling through Instagram, right? Christ should be in the midst of that. And, and, and we should be doing, uh, you know, his work, continuing the work, you know, by speech, by encouraging people, by our hands, helping people who need a, a, a lift. Um, we, should be, we should be doing the work of Christ in everything we do. Well, I will never eat pie the same again. Folks, Jesus is in every area of our lives. If he's not in your life, I pray that you will build room in your life for him. And in fact, I I challenge you today to give him everything in your life. Well, body of Christ, if you claim Christ as your Lord, God has made you who you are. He has placed you where you are. He has given you a treasure to invest in his kingdom And now you must live it out so that people can see it and hear it. Well, if God is moving in your heart today, if if you're prepared to go into the mission field that he has given you, then today we want to commission you and send you. For just as the Apostle Paul said, how will the people in your world know about the gospel unless you are sent? And today's that day. So here's my challenge for you today. If God is asking you to go into the world that he has created for you, to make disciples, to introduce people to Jesus, if you are being moved in your spirit to bring the hope you have to those you love, wherever they are, then I ask you in this moment to stand. Folks, as you're standing, as you're making this declaration to God, we want you to hear some words that I hope will help carry you. We see you. We recognize you. And we send you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for you. Father, your children are standing in commitment to you to join the greatest force that you've ever sent, to be part of your plan. Lord, create in them confidence in who they are, in where you've placed them, in what they have, and how they can live out your gospel. I pray that you would give them favor with everyone they'd meet, that they might bring the hope they have. I pray your protection over them, and I now send them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And it is in Jesus' name we pray this together and go forth. Amen. If you receive that prayer today, then I want to actually congratulate you. You're part of God's greatest force the world has ever seen. Well done.
together we can see the world come to Jesus right where we are. It doesn't have to be anywhere else, right where he's placed us. Well, you know what? We have something for you. If you text mission plan, one word, mission plan to our church phone number, you're going to get a redirect to a personal mission form that you can then fill out and it will help to prepare you to strategically reach those that God has placed in your mission field. Now, if you want to share that with us, we would love to pray for you. So you can send it back to us. Uh, just email back globalministries at cschurch.ca. And then we can pray along with you as you go into your world. Now, I want to pass it back to our worship team as they continue to bring us into this commitment that God has brought us into today.